Hi, it's Cemi Tuzumoğlu. Uh, you know me from Rise of Empires Ottoman in Netflix. Um, thanks for watching Traversing the Stars podcast. Hello, Jim. Thank you so much, so much for coming to Traversing the Stars podcast. Hi. I'm a big fan of yours, so thank you so much for coming on the show. <laughs> thanks for inviting me. So I always start off with a question of inspiration. So what inspired your love for acting and who your earliest influences? Uh, I think I started acting when I was a very little kid to cheer my parents up. <laughs> I think that was my starting point. Uh, you know, doing some little uh, entertainments in the house, doing some, you know, these kind of sort of these kind of things. And uh, then I started going to acting courses in my school. And uh, actually, now I'm an actor. So you, a lot of your acting was on stage. So, I mean, that's quite a bit of your career. So what do you love about acting on stage? I've been acting on stage around 10 years now. Uh, I did many different performances. Uh, I started acting on stage with the school, with the university that I I attended. It was uh, Ankara State Conservatory. It is like a hundred years old acting school in the middle of Turkey, the capital Ankara. Um, so after I graduated the university, I started acting and uh, ever since I've been acting in the stage. So, I mean, I don't know. I think you're you the first actor I've got to interview from Turkey. So is acting universal? Like what they, um, the advice and how you approach acting the same across countries? I think it is universal. At least how I approach is actually trying to make it universal as possible. Uh, of course, there are some, there are some walls like, like language and culture. Hmm. that cannot uh, penetrate to maybe another society or some other countries or some other public. But um, if you take out all these things, acting is not only about language or only about culture, or I don't, uh, maybe acting is not a good example, but um, what we watch in a theater or in screen, on screen, is uh, cannot be uh, it cannot be simplified with a language or mm. culture. So, uh, as I said, my my main goal is to be more internationally um, understandable. Let's say mm. so when I do my acts. What I do is I I simplify the character's need and the 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 troubles of the character. So it is like even a kindergarten student has these problems, like ambitious ambition, let's say, or need, or sadness, or rage, or whatever they are. So we all have these emotions and needs. So when I started. When I start working on these, it becomes more um, global, actually, for mm. everyone. Uh, so it can be more understandable for many other 
countries, many other people in different countries, I believe. I believe. And I think one of the coolest things is that you played um, Hamlet and Shakespeare's Hamlet. So yeah. what what was that experience like for you? And when you're performing Shakespeare, is it in the native language or is it in the Shakespearean uh, Shakespeare's um, version? No, it was in my native language. It was Turkish. Uh, it was it was a, a nice try, actually, uh, in in the pandemic in Turkey because uh, everywhere was closed, every theater was closed, so we couldn't do our uh, jobs. So we tried to make a make a stage adaptation that we can air it on YouTube. And uh, we made the production, so I was playing Hamlet, and uh, it was it was quite nice actually. The responses was were nice. So when when so when playing Hamlet, what what is the most important aspect or part of being Hamlet? Like what what was about the character that you grabbed onto? Um, there are many many aspects in Hamlet. Uh, that's why it is so it is so complex. Actually, that's why Shakespeare I think wrote it very complex. Uh, one of them was love, uh, that many people. Uh, doesn't care enough, I believe. Um, we see that Hamlet, Hamlet is truly in love with Ophelia, but because of the betrayal of the, the father of Ophelia, or these sorts of conspiracies and the spies and etc., he gets so mad. He gets so mad because he's that much in love. Mm -hmm. So what we try to uh, show the audience with that Hamlet adaptation was actually the core of love between Hamlet and Ophelia. Uh, so I think that was that was the thing we really dive into. Do you think Hamlet? Do you view him as being a, an heroic character or no? I think it is a anti-heroic character. Anti-hero. It it is it is it is. I believe. You and I really do love that about Shakespeare. There's how universal it is that it's such a great play. It what is it? Is it hard to? Because I mean, I imagine the dialogue is just as complicated in in that language as it was in Shakespeare. Is it complicated to focus on not only the performance but the language as well? I don't know. I'm not sure because uh, as an actor, you memorize it, so you don't think what you're saying so language or the text uh, becomes something it becomes a thing that it just comes through comes out of your mouth so you don't you don't actually know or of course you know but you make it as you are him or her um so what you are saying is not the most important thing but what you are not saying is the most important thing. And actually acting is, I believe it is about this mainly. Uh, so what Hamlet says, of course, it we we considered it and we 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 work on it, but we mostly work on what they don't say or what they feel, what they are contradictions are, and etc. So 
these are the things I mostly think about while I'm doing my job. So you said you did it during um, COVID through on uh, filmed it. So was it you guys on stage um, by yourselves without an audience? Was it filmed like in a in an apartment? How how did you guys handle the the filming of that? Um, we were in a theater, and there were no audience. And we set the theater, and we, you know, put the lights and the the settings and everything had done, and then. We started acting as we were actually, it was like a, like a shooting. It was a shooting actually, but we, we didn't cut. We just start playing and we, we played till the end and they recorded it. And then we had a break and then we played again and they shot it in a different angle. And then with the editing, they, you know, they made a, a play. Can can it be found? Like where where would we find it on YouTube? No, yes, it is on YouTube. It is a like, I don't remember actually how much how long it was like ten minutes, fifteen minutes. It was it was a it was an adaptation of mm. Hamlet. It is not the full Hamlet, but it is actually based on Hamlet and Ophelia. Very cool. That sounds absolutely awesome. Like I said, if if you can find the link to it, please uh, have send it over to me so I can attach it to yeah. the video because it sounds absolutely awesome. <laughs> of course, of course, I would, I would do it. Thank you so much. So, so recently you appeared as uh, Mehmed in Rise of the Empire, um, Ottoman. So, how did you get involved in the series, and what was interesting about it? Um, well, I was in a, I was working in a theater when I heard the rumors about. Americans gonna shoot uh, <laughs> uh, Ottoman in Turkey, and we were like, "Fuck me, man! <laughs> how, how come? How come? Why we are not shooting our own uh, history?" And we were in the theater. We were like laughing and making fun and joking and etc. And I was like, "I cannot believe an American guy is gonna play Fatih Sultan Mehmet," <laughs> and. Uh, they said that the production company started searching actors, uh, you know, some, some little for some little little parts, and my my management asked me to to shoot a video of like saying hello. My name is Jamie Tuzumolo. Uh, I'm 174 centimeters and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, no, I'm not <laughs> going to do it. Uh, how am I going to do it? Am I going to talk in a British accent or American accent? What am I going to do? Sorry. So I didn't do. And uh, a couple of months later, I heard that uh, the casting is over. And I got so pissed off with myself and I was swearing and cursing myself uh because i didn't send anything i said uh, i regret a lot i said like if i send it maybe i could get a part in that series mm. uh but a couple of weeks later i received an email from my management a a document of of a of a scene uh with Mehmed and the Grand Vizier and I know history and 
I didn't know what they're gonna shoot, but I know the characters, I know the historical characters. So I was like, Mehmet, which Mehmet is this Mehmet? Is it Mehmet the Conqueror Mehmet? And this Grand Vizier is Chandarle Halil Pasha, that Grand Vizier. And I was so excited and I shoot it and I've sent it. And then they recalled me and I went to the production company to make a meeting with the director. And he gave me 16 to 16 to 20 pages, as I remember, to, to memorize and to come in, in three days, four days, I don't remember. And I meanwhile, I was working in a uh, in a theater. So while I was playing two times a day, I was uh, going to the tech room, trying to memorize the English lines, and it was huge. Anyway, I, I could do it. I, I did. I managed to do it. And uh, then it happened, actually. That is the that is the story behind this uh, this series. I mean. So, so it's a lesson. Next time there's is a part, just try it out. Do the rehearsal immediately. <laughs> even if it is Chinese, even if it is a uh, French, I would do it. I would just uh, <laughs> just try to do it. And if if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if it works, who knows? So, as someone who does know the history of a Mehmed, a Mehmed. Sorry if I said the name wrong. Um, it's in some cultures it is called like in Greek. It is called Muhammad, so it is very similar to Muhammad. Uh, so you can say actually, I mean. <laughs> so so when you're when obviously like you said, this is an American production of you know of the this Ottoman story. Was it? Did did you notice a, a perspective difference for, because of it was done by Western filmmakers? Well, actually, our producer, the head producer, is also our director. Emre is a Turkish director. Uh, then when I when I enter the, the the company and when I start to know the introduce with the people, I realize that it is not a American American company, but it is a a, a Turkish company who has also a part in America. Mm. Um, but Emre has been working in America for a very long time. I think he studied there as well. Um, what I... Okay, it is very objective and it is historically very accurate. And uh, that is because of Emre's vision. It is because of his um, view towards the history and how it should be represented. So it was very important. What Emre did was very important. Trying to be accurate, trying to um, be precise. Um, so I think it is it is his achievement. You know, I, I would say from, a, like I said, I'm, I'm from the United States. And I think historically, the Ottoman Empire is one of those, first, considering how large it was, not well understood or not well uh, taught in, in our mm -hmm. country. Um, I mean, we pay a lot of attention to, um, you know, World War II, Germany, Western, then you go to ancient Greek, ancient Rome. We don't pay a lot of attention into the Ottoman Empire. What do you think is the least understood aspect of uh, Mohammed as a historical individual? Mm -hmm. I think as a cultural figure, 
he he not misunderstood but he, they no one actually not no one but most of the countries doesn't care his his contribution and his mm. his way of approaching art and culture because what we know is he knows six different languages including greek and uh, arabic and uh, ottoman and blah blah not english though <laughs> <laughs> but what is important when I when I think about it, I find it very, very important. You know that in 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 Islam, you don't actually portray a person. You don't paint a person. Uh, it is, I mean, in some some in some beliefs, you don't do it because that person is also it is also i don't want to say something's wrong because because I, my english is not the native language of me but it is also god that person represents god it is a a, a view of god so you don't draw you don't paint but what mehmed did is in 9 in 14 uh, I think it was 1469, 1470s. He invited a painter from Venice, uh, Bellini, a very famous painter, and he made him portrait, make him a portrait of himself. So this is this is I think it is amazing thing. In in 15th century, the 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 sword of Allah the 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 head of islam said to a to a venetian painter italian painter come and draw me it mm. is it's amazing so i think these kind of things are very much misunderstood and very much you know put under the carpet mm. um what western countries tell in histories what i see actually in europe europe is that Either they don't tell anything or they just tell the the stories that they want history to be. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, but every country does that. Even Turkey doing it in another way. Mm. So every country do it, does that. I think it is, uh, it is the biggest problem of our time now. Mm. We don't, we cannot be objective to history um because we want a national idea of ourselves and we need um we need we use history as a certificate of our identity which is actually bullshit I believe. Mm. it's funny that that is actually universal i, I think every country does that to itself and, it, and yeah, yeah. like you especially um Order a lot of American order, you know, glorifying our past, you know, how wonderful it was like now, like at least now we're starting to look at it and go, well, let's look at some of the, the warts in our history. But, you know, it was always usually very a glorified view. And I, I guess that is a universal thing. We want to see only the best parts of our history. Of course, of course, because we are all great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so was he, I mean, he was a very successful ruler, obviously, um, very strategic, very, um, you know, a great warrior. Was he a good leader, though, in your opinion? I think he was a cruel leader. 
and uh, in that medieval times cruelty and uh, oppression was a uh, was a big thing uh, i think it it is it was very very important to rule mm. because what we we know that the the scale of the country of the empire was so big so big so big and actually um spreaded through a huge area so in order to control this mass people and mass geography you need to be very strict if you need to behead you do it and you don't hesitate and also there is this religious aspect we mostly uh, don't consider these people were believing in god either they are from germany or from ottoman they were believing god and they were following those rules so they did what it was true for them uh so it is medieval times everyone is so crazily cruel mm. and uh, they don't care there is no humanity behind the, those uh, ideas and those decisions so overall i i can say that he was a very good leader not only in war zone but as an emperor he was a very good leader so when you're playing him how do you like portray his the strengths of his character and what did you think was a weakness of him, of him as a character not only historically but as the parts that you had to play um i actually um focused on his age and focused on on my age when i was in high school because he was um, 18 19 when he conquered uh istanbul uh, as i remember correctly uh, so i was like okay what was my ambitions in uh when i was in high school nothing mm. nothing <laughs> compared to him but i was trying to find some like very small things that triggered me a lot so uh, that was my actually big that made a big connection between me and mehmed and I, and i believe it really helped me a lot to be to be more personal mm. in that character um and what what was your the 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 next the... oh um so how did you play his um the weaknesses of the character as well ah yes so yes thank you for reminding me because i i wanted to say that the only things i focused was his weaknesses like mm. his ambitions his weak points his um his um like defects um so and i i believe i i really think as an actor these are the things that makes it tasty the food tasty the weaknesses not the, the heroic things because mm. um heroes of course can be portrayed and it has been portrayed and it has been played from many different actors for for almost 100 years now but when you don't show the weakness of them it is not interesting at all mm. because 
we 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 read them in our books and we imagine them and uh, there is this uh, marvel and this uh, marvel universe and yeah. the, the other universes that i don't really care and i don't even know actually um uh, so they 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 portray the the great heroes in a different way not historically uh, of course um but in a more ideal way mm. and i don't find it interesting because as a human being the more weakness i see the more connections i will have with the with the part i will watch and um, i was, and like i said i watched it with my wife and like I said, you were fantastic in it like i said I, I think i told you off screen as i was watching it i'm i'm messaging your post like i gotta talk to this guy because you did such a great job with it now one thing i thought was really interesting is that um i believe nine years passed in the show between seasons one and two of, of ottoman um i, I think it was, that's the timeline about nine years um so how did you demonstrate the growth or change in Mehmed from seasons one to the nine years passing to season two? Uh, because of his age and because of use, um, when you read the history, when you read the, that, that specific time of Ottoman uh, empire, you understand that the structure of the empire is become more grounded. Hmm. Uh, the rule of the empire changes and it is more based on the laws because Fatih Sultan Mehmed makes laws. He makes a kanunname, a book of laws. So everything is more grounded and everything is more controlled. And I think he becomes what I what my um, way of approaching to the next the the second one was uh, I may I try to make him more religious and more grounded and more old more um, like trying to trying to be released from the things he did in the past like he has uh, some bad things following him and he was just trying to be more and more religious but it was not happening because more powers and more enemies were were showing up so this thing trying to escape from the terror and trying to find peace an inner peace um but cannot finding because of the environment of that time mm was making him more angry and more dangerous against the enemies mm. so that's how i thought when i was portraying the second season so when he attacks now he attacks with the uh, with everything not only and he, this time he attacks not with not with the rage of a young but with the with the mind and wisdom of an elder person, mm. that's how I interpret it. And and second scene gives us the, the great um, villain of Vlad Dracula, uh, which was a, a great character um, on, on the show. Now, according to Vlad, he says that Mehmed treated him like a pet. Now, in your opinion, did Mehmed treat him like a pet, like Vlad says, or did he treat him like a brother, like Mehmed said that he did? 
I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think he treated him as a pet, but I don't also think that he treated him as a brother. Mm. Uh, I think it is a, a bit like some, I don't know, some um, drama involved mm. in these uh, words but you know you are always a threat if you are from somewhere else mm. and uh, if you are not Ottoman you are always a threat and he Vlad Dracula never obeyed and uh, never willingly stayed in uh, Edirne the capital of Ottoman back then so if you if they know that you are not staying willingly, then you are always a threat. Mm. So you can never be a brother, and you also cannot be a dog because maybe you will stay willingly. Mm. So it is a it is a it is a very interesting times. It is so harsh. I find it so harsh and so political and violent. Um, in order to understand their way of thinking, I think we should, we should, uh, it is, I think it is impossible to understand what they were thinking, actually. I find it quite hard because I spent three years uh, preparing for this role, uh, reading, thousands of page, pages from academic uh, articles to little short stories and blah blah it is it is quite hard to understand them because okay we know that there were emperors and there were villages and blah blah but you are close to death equal and uh, you can eat your soup and die in the evening. This threat makes people um, more unbalanced and uncontrollable. Um, so it is it is quite hard to understand their feelings. Um, would you say that was a conflict? Do you think between the two, Vlad and Mohamed, avoidable? Do you think there was like a way they could have stopped it from happening, or do you think one way or another these two had to come at each other, regardless? Yeah, it would. It would happen. I believe it would yeah. happen. <laughs> it would happen. Um, these are all political games. I I don't believe because Vlad wanted um freedom from uh, ottoman empire he betrayed his brother so so-called brother and uh, then a big war happened between the ottoman the mehmed and vlad i think what mehmed was doing for a very long time was also provoking him to make something like i said i thought it was a great and the guy um who played uh vlad dracula uh daniel is it nuta daniel nuta nuta um, who played Vlad Dracula? What was it like playing scenes with him, and did how he performed Vlad impact how you chose those scenes to play Mehmed? Uh, he's a great actor. He's a superb actor. 
he is uh, very hard working and very committed and he really he really wanted to do his best and i believe he did a, an amazing job and what i found very important i didn't realize when i was doing the first season but when i see him uh his ambitions and his will to portray uh vlad dracula um when i see this i understood i understand how important of the culture the history the nation is when you're an when you're an actor like when you're an actor in turkey and when you when you have the chance to act or take part of mehmet you feel something different because i am i was born in istanbul and i'm raised in istanbul and i've spent 29 years in istanbul and i know their palace very well and i know the story well very well and the history so when i got this part i have so many informations either correct or wrong it doesn't matter but it makes me emotionally attached to that part as as daniel had while he was portraying uh, Vlad. Uh, so he made me understood this. And I think it is very, it was very interesting to see how, how important and how nice to see a Turkish actor portraying Mehmed and a Romanian actor portraying Vlad Dracula. Was there pressure in being Mehmed considering how steep in history you, of your knowledge does, does knowing that much of being that connected to it was that helpful for you or was that just add, did that add more pressure to you it didn't add me pressure it it i don't know if it helped me <laughs> uh, but it, it didn't it didn't it it was okay it was just because i was not um i don't know how you say in in english but uh I was not uh, swimming in the wave of this historical character bullshit that I find. I was like, okay, I'm an actor. This is the part. Okay, of course it is a historical character and I should read and I should know a lot. But I'm not gonna flatter myself because I'm uh, acting uh, Mehmet. I'm just acting a part. I'm doing my job. It is not that I'm. I think I'm a sultan now in 2022, so or 23 now. So I was very objective with what I was doing. I believe. Now, um, is because listen, you know so much about the history. Is if there ever was a third season of Rise of Empire, is there something you wish you could cover as far as story of Mamet or what you would want to do next with the character? Um. Yes, there is actually, but uh, I don't know if we're going to make a third season. I don't think we're going to do it. I hope we will, because when we were shooting the first season, the second season was not there. It was mm. not in, a, in, a, in, a, in the table. We thought that we we're going to shoot one season of Ottoman, Rise of Empires, Ottoman. Mm -hmm. And the second season could be Rise of Empires, Mongolian, Mongo or China, or whatever. Um, so we did the second season because the first season was very successful and it was uh, 
it had good responses from all over the world. So if we're gonna, if we are about to shoot the third season, I hope it would be about uh, again Mehmet, so that I can play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the last times of Mehmet, his uh, his wish, his will to take the Rome, mm. the 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 yeah the the capital of the Christianity, because his that's what he wanted to do. We know that uh, they 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 conquered some lands in Italy, um, but they couldn't go far from there because uh, he died. And they say that he gathered a huge army while, before he died, and his initial goal was to take Rome, to go to Rome and conquer it but it didn't happen because he died on the road um so i think it is a nice story it is a nice historical story that we can play with but i don't know if we're gonna shoot it i, I would hope so i think that'd be a great way to wrap up the the, the three the character the three seasons of of yeah um of my because have you know could you do one for the producers right <laughs> are they are they do something I'm at home waiting, <laughs> reading all these fucking books and uh, <laughs> blowing my mind. Well, um, Jim, I want to thank you so much for talking with me. It's a great honor. You were fantastic. You. And like like I said, your thank performance you. at Mohamed was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. Have a great night, sir. Thank you. You too. Have a very good day. Have a great year and a great podcast. <laughs>